everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Pokédad, episode 11. Pokémon will continue on. I'm your host, Pokédad Rick, and with me today is... Pokédad Scott. Oh shit, Pokédad Aaron's here today! I am hey, here! I'm a bad guy! I feel attacked. You should. Yeah. It was, it was like, like mid-February, the last time you appeared? To be fair, I could have done last week, and then I didn't hear anything. I'm like, oh, it's 10 o'clock, because I was doing other work. And I'm like, well, that, that didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> well, the last yeah. thing I texted you is like, if you're busy, that's fine, too. And then you didn't let me know that you weren't busy, so. That's what I did, so it's a matter. I blame us both, or just Scott. Semantics. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, guess what? Chicken butt. Oh, my God, you guys did it at the same yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> we have our very first guest on Pokedads. His name is Jake Fisher. Some of you guys might go. know him as Team Skull TCG. Jake, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Fantastic. Doing amazing. <laughs> really, really well. <laughs> <laughs> um, first off, Jake, uh, thank you for taking the time to hang out with the dads. We appreciate it. We've been talking about this for like two months, it feels like. I'm glad oh, yeah. that. It's been but, a long time coming. Yeah, I'm glad the corona has brought us together. Let's do it nowadays. The beer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. so. <laughs> no, go ahead, Rick. Oh, yeah, I got it. So, Jake, are you related to Jenna Fisher in any way? No. Ah, all right. I'm the middle child between two sisters, neither of which are named Jenna. <laughs> Damn. Well, Pam will always live on in my heart, so it's all good. <laughs> all right, uh, Jake, give us a little bit about yourself. What uh, what are you? Who are you? What's about Pokemon? Let's let's get into it. So, me and Pokemon, we go ways back. I think like 2008, 2009. I just moved out of California to New York. I moved cross country twice. I'm currently in Arizona right now. So pretty much Pokemon for me has always kind of been like a social experience because I love talking. I love communicating with people. It's always just been a great thing for me to go out and compete in tournaments and stuff. So Pokemon for me was a chance to just meet new people who had the same passion as me. And the more I went and go and compete, I learned a lot more about the game and had a lot of experience. So I think, oh my God, I still remember the day I started my account. I was going to day two of a regional that I just top aided for. For VGC, actually, because for some of you guys might not know this, but I was actually a VGC player back in the day. Like, uh, I, world- yeah, no, for sure. I not to interrupt you when I was trying to get like <laughs> research on you. I keep finding you, but it was VGC, and I was like, yeah. I, I'm looking for cards, and there was one uh, you were in top eight in, and I I forgot. Uh, I was top eight Phoenix Regionals 2015. I did pretty well at a couple states back in the day, but. Primarily how I got my start in Pokemon was actually VGC, but I did both. Like I played, I also placed pretty well in TCG too, but like Arizona was a lot more tight when it came to TCG. So I'm like, hey, VGC's a lot looser. Let's try to go for that. And then I top eight tournaments and that's how I got my world's invites. I'm like, okay, figures. <laughs> but uh, I didn't know guys that he had a uh, VGC stuff in his past or I wouldn't ask him on to this podcast. You're a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot more TCG recently, obviously. I've definitely, definitely, definitely gotten a lot more deeper into that and, like, looking at a lot of, like, the card shenanigans and stuff. And even then, when I did TCG and VGC at the same time, I placed pretty well in both of them because back in the day, you could chastise me all you want. I played Seismitoad X. I was a very scummy player. I played Seismagarb. Just <laughs> okay. watching my opponents just suffer before my eyes as I went, yeah, okay, this game's going how exactly how I planned it. And after that, I went to... After that, I went to Greninja, which is actually how I got my start on the TCG page. Because I'm like, hey, I kind of want to talk about this. Because this seems like a really interesting thing that nobody else is doing on Instagram. Because it's all of these, like, collecting accounts. They talk about their collections and stuff. I'm like, but nobody's talking about the actual, like, game. Like, the meat and bones of it. So that's kind of where I rooted my base in. And I just kind of kept building and building on that with the experience that I got. Obviously, I did a lot more TCG events after that. Because I was like, hey, I need to start, like, competing and building my credibility. So... All of that pretty much just, I want to say snowballed, but it all just kind of eventually led to where I am today or now. I'm pretty much just talking about this. Like, I kind of call it my second job, quote unquote, because I'm like, hey, I'm out here three times a day talking about Pokemon and just doing all this great stuff. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and that's definitely some points I want to talk about is your Instagram account because you're 100% right. When we jumped on, when we were trying to get people to be like, hey, follow Pokedads. You're like, you guys collect? And I'm like, no, we play. And they're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and and yeah. I remember you, you were like one of the first accounts I, I, I ran into. And I was like, yes, this is what I want. How do I find more of these people? And then <laughs> he, he, here we are. We're almost at 2,000 followers. And we barely have a lot of TCG news running through our feeds. One of us. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm out here just like, okay, what am I going to do today? Let me find the card I want to talk about. I got a research deck list. Like, ugh. But it's a lot of fun. I honestly wouldn't have it any other way. It's been a blast. Um, so if I hear you correctly, so your world's invite in 2016 wasn't for cards. It was for the video game. It's actually for VGC, yes. Yeah. But I was also kind of correlated with a lot of the cards people too because I obviously went with the group and stuff and we all had like friends. So I remember that night we were like playtesting stuff and I'm like, okay, you got to be doing this to beat this matchup. So even before I got into all this business, I'm like, I was still heavily into TCG because – I had a lot of friends that did it and they were like, Hey, we need people to like play test with and stuff. And I kind of got into TCG and VGC around the same time. So I kind of grew with them, except I also just kind of divulged completely in a one different direction because eventually my goal was to try to get into both for worlds, which I was like, okay, this is going to be cool if I do it, but I don't know which one I wanted to compete with. So I did pretty well at like TCG, like States and cities. If any of y'all remember those, then obviously like league challenges. So I had a good amount of points accumulated for that. But however, like me top eighting that regionals in 2015 for VGC is like, okay, like this is the one shot I have for this. And that was my last year from seniors too. Cause that was the year before I promoted a master's. I'm like, okay, if I can make worlds this year, this is, has to be the year for me to do it. And then, um, so worlds of 2016, was that the beginning of sun and moon or was that still X supply? That was like the very, like, yeah, 2016 was the year Sun and Moon came out. And since Worlds was in August and the games haven't been released yet, like okay. that's the, that was the tournament when we first saw Solgaleo GX. I looked at that card and I'm like, that's what I want to play. That's my card. <laughs> and I stuck with that thing for like a year or two. Uh, I had a lot of dedication to that thing. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> what exactly? <laughs> right, hey. What exactly is VCG? Pretend VGC. that I don't know what that means. So VGC is a video game championship. So okay. it's the video game aspect of Pokemon. All right. Rather than like the card games and stuff, which is the more popular of the two, which is actually why I opted to do v uh, TCG stuff over VGC because I'm like, hey, this is a lot more traction. I'll get a lot more people this way. Because VGC is still a very niche thing. And I actually still do VGC stuff to this day. Like I compete a lot with friends. And TCG, obviously, I'm the thing I'm running right now. Yeah. Totally cool. So, cool. Thank yeah. you. So um, I guess I'll throw some out because I know um, I heard um, that kind of your, your your big thing is like once a day or um, that you kind of do random uh, random decks and you kind of like bring one up. So how did that start? And like, do you have like one specific like favorite deck you've kind of gone over in like the past? Okay. I know a lot of people might think this, but I'm not a big fan of Nido Queen because I talk about that thing every other day. Like I'm thinking road decks to talk about. The one thing that popped in the back of my mind is Nido Queen, Nido Queen, Nido Queen. But so how I started talking about that is back in the day, before I actually started competing, I was a huge fan of like top deck, like Puka, Jaywitz. I still watch to this day. Like I was a huge fan of Pokemon card YouTubers. And I'm like, man, I really liked it when they talked about a deck and went over it in a video. So I'm like, what if I could convert all of that like, 20 25 minutes into just a short post summarizing what the deck is capable of and letting people like kind of briefly read over it and like keeping myself open if like anybody wants a question because all my deck posts are also very much like discussion boards too like if you want to discuss a deck like i'm obviously going to put some put some of my ideas in there we want to discuss a deck it's viability it's potential use in standard like i'm completely open for that because like i said i'm learning along with you guys mm -hmm. so i want to learn more about like the decks and how to play the card game especially with this meta too because Zashian is running everything, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, but how do you feel about Vileplume? I'm just, I'm just curious. He knows that Vileplume sucks ass, <laughs> so, yeah. Which, wait, which Vileplume are we talking about? Every single one. Oh, it doesn't no. matter which one. They're <laughs> all terrible. Brandon, just go nuts with Executor. I'm not going to stop you there. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he knows. Yeah, Pokedad Air knows about the, the Vileplume in expanded format where it stops you from playing it's item cards, cards, which is really big. So. Oh. That was another card I ran back in the day, actually, much to the dismay of many people. Like, me and TCG back in, like, 
furious fist to all honesty up until Sunday Moon. I was not a fun player to play against because I had – my first deck was Seismitoad EX. That rotated. I went to Reggie Ice Vioplume, which was you can't attack me with EXs and you can't use items. And then I Hold went on. to Greninja, which – Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we also got to remember that- – that's still a beginner podcast too. So like the the toad you're talking about, that's the yeah. one that stopped items and you couldn't involve your yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, so you can punch Seismitoad, which was for double colorless energy. You did 30 damage and just stopped your opponent from playing items. So I pulled three of those from a Furious Fist booster box. I'm like, yeah, I'll play this deck. Traded oh, for a couple geez. Garbotoxin Garboters. Yeah. I got all my Floatstones, which Garbotoxin, if you don't know, was an ability that allowed you to, when you had a tool attached to you, you just shut off every ability in the game. So they couldn't use abilities and they couldn't use items. So the whole goal was to just make your opponent so pissed off that they, well, it was obviously to lock your opponent out of the game, but my goal was to just get them so pissed off that they just quit the game right there and I had more time to, like, recover between matches. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. These emails went on for a while. What is a Vioplume deck? Vioplume uh, and Expanded right now. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Expanded because I think the format's just way too oversaturated with stuff. But Alolan Executor Vioplume is hilarious. <laughs> I feel like if, that, if I were to play Expanded, that would be one of the decks I played because I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not known for being an extremely fun player to play against. So I saw that deck and I went, I like that. Absolutely. <laughs> Zorak Seismitoad EX also stood out to me too. I saw my Seismitoad sitting somewhere because <laughs> I'm not giving up those things. That's, that's good, man. They have a uh, sentimental value to you. Oh, I can, God, I can yeah. respect that. Mm-hmm. First cities I ever won with Seismitoad because I got, oh my God. That was one of the longest matches I've ever had to play because my opponent just didn't give in and I won game three. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I was driving back from that tournament afterwards. My parents are like, so Jake, how fun was it? I'm like, it was fun up until that point. I'm just like, okay, can we just get this over with? <laughs> oh, but, man. Yes. Yeah. Well, that that's a good lean-in about, like, tournaments and stuff. With everything being canceled officially for the 2020 season, where do, yes. you, where do you see, like, the meta going from here? So, it's a very interesting question, because now not only do I have to take Rebel Clash into consideration, which... That's a whole other elephant to talk about because that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> we'll, but, we'll get into it, but right okay, now I'll, let's we'll, we'll just figure out what the, the tournaments and stuff, like the world is yes. going to look like. So we also have to take that set and then whatever the Eternatus set coming afterwards is that we saw like the preview for. Like we know that we're getting Grimstarl and Charizard in that set, which yeah. very much looking forward to that, but that's beside the point. I feel <laughs> like we're definitely going to – I do like what Limitless did. Like I don't know if you guys knew, but Limitless did that big tournament where they invited a ton of players and they had them yep. play in like PCCB. So I feel like that is a phenomenal direction that the community is taking right now, having like these locally run tournaments. That's what we're so, doing. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> we're setting it up soon. I can see me there. I don't know what deck I'll be playing because I still have to look at that. <laughs> well, uh, our goal though is we're trying to make it also beginner friendly. So what I'm thinking is yeah. you're going to just get a theme deck, like, you know, one of the theme decks and you're oh, like a theme deck tournament? Yeah, oh my wait. God, I love it. Yeah. I've done so many of those. But what, so what, much fun. <laughs> but what I'm going to do is you're allowed to change up to 10 cards in the deck like, or somewhere around that line. So that's how you can figure out to make it a little different or whatever. I just want to like keep that. it for beginners and, you know, veterans that can play in our tournament. So, See, like, that's the thing, though, is, like, I also love strategies, like, ideas like that where it's, like, very innovative because now we're in a setting where we're not really restricted to playing in one type of way we now have like a lot more access to different things. Obviously, PTCGO is a great thing for a lot of people. I personally don't play it because I still prefer like physical card game. Oh, I do too, but, but I can't do that right now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, of course, right now, times have changed. I gotta be like, all right, make or break. Got to get some obstacles on uh, PTCGO if I can. So, but I feel like a lot of these locally run tournaments from like bigger communities and stuff like limitless is obviously the perfect example because everybody knows limitless if obviously if you're a beginner and want to get in the game highly i'm not sponsored obviously but highly 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 recommend looking at limitless and being like okay what lists are good like when people ask me for deck lists i'm like i just send them a link to limitless i'm like hey this is probably the what like i would recommend doing for what you kind of want however there are all these options that you could also be playing yeah i enjoy limitless i also like pokey stats a lot too Oh, Pokestats is the second one for me, too, because that's more, like, if I need to look at, like, specific, like, what top players are playing and, like, what kind of matchups they're going up against, like, that's something that I definitely like. 
Yeah, but yeah, Limitless is dope. The the ability to just see like top eight decks after every regional by Sunday night. You're like, what do they play? Be like, okay, Zashin took top four. All right, what's different in all these different Zashins? And then you found one that was like a stall deck with whatever they were doing. And they only oh my used... god, Zashin! Oh my god, Zashin stall! I hate that deck. Yeah, where Zashin decks, I'm like ADP. All this cool stuff. I see Zashin stall. I'm like. What's this, man? Come on. This is that stupid ability. Just end your turn, draw three cards. I'm going to end my turn with stuff. I'll go for a Steven's Resolve. I don't want... I mean, okay, Intrepid Sword, obviously, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing, because let's be real, drawing three cards is insane. Because, actually, this, honestly, Zashim brought me back to a flashback, too, because I remember when I first started playing, I saw all these Tropical Beach decks. I'm like, wow, that's really good. <laughs> so, Zashim honestly kind of reminds me of Tropical Beach in a way, but... For those of you guys who don't know, Tropical Beach, one of the probably most expensive cards you could get for Pokemon that's still highly played and expanded, pretty much at the end of your turn, where you could pretty much just draw up to seven cards and then your turn ends, which kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty OP. Yeah. And that's why it was a World's promo. It was only given away at one event. Oh, and I heard about it. It's super expensive. What, what does it go for online? Actually, hold up. That's a good question. I might be right next to me, so I don't want to look this up now. That's fine. Because when I played, it was a couple hundred. I can't imagine what it is now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard I've heard that card um, a lot of times, and people are like, well, you gotta got to get three of these or two of these. Heck, some people will try to pay for four, and you're like, I don't got that kind of yeah, money. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Hey, I think Jirachi's going to go down. Jirachi <laughs> will go down, apparently. And I'm, like, waiting. I'm like, okay. When those, like, League Battle decks come out and they come with Jirachis, I'm waiting for that price drop. I'm hopping on that. Dude, the, but the Battle thing. Arena came out last fall. It didn't drop the prices of Jirachi. They still kept them at 20 bucks. I know. They were, but, like... But, hmm. you know, we're also getting the two Dedendes, so maybe Dedende's oh, prices will okay. drop, I'm too. looking at... All right. Look at a TCG player for my prices. Right now, I'm seeing average goes for 550 for a single copy. <laughs> oh, okay. If you want to win this tournament, you got to drop half a K. Okay. <laughs> Mortgage payment. 1650 God That's damn. insane. You might win. <laughs> Welcome to Primal Ground on everybody. This is the meta we play. Yeah. Well, I guess if you won that regional, you, you know, there's some, some money. You might win five grand, so you might be able to get some money back. Yeah. <laughs> it's an investment that probably isn't worth making. Just saying. Not telling you how to use your money, but <laughs> do you want to gamble? This is the way to do it. <laughs> if you want to gamble, just play a stage two deck right now. That's the best way to gamble. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's me with my restaurant deck, dude. Ah, <laughs> oh, restaurant's sick. I completely commend you guys for playing that because that deck is awesome. I think restaurant is like one of my favorite sleeper decks right now because on Instagram right now, it's like nobody's playing in tournaments. So I'm like, hey, let's talk about decks that are kind of good that nobody else is using. So I've looked into, like, a lot of the restaurant list. I think that deck is awesome. I think, I mean, hitting 270 is, like, insane. Especially you can hit 280 with Vitality Band, too. So that's your ADP problem is gone. Uh, my my AD, uh, ADP problem is actually because of you. I, I run, um, god damn it, the the cat, Linsenor from... Oh, Broken... the 20 damage in Sinor? Yeah, the 30, the 30 damage so I can hit 300. So. Oh, yeah, the powerful... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I run it because yeah, I run it because of you, and it, it it's helped me a lot. So I'm like, oh, people are like, oh, I've never. <laughs> they're like, I've never even thought of doing that. And I was like, yeah, dude, it's so good. He's on the bench. Let's roll. <laughs> He's just on the bench, and now you're just doing passive thirty, which is why I saw Chandelure. I'm like, okay, why are not enough people using this? Because it's like Chandelure not only deals that insane amount of damage with the attack, but when you get the Incineroar on the bench off of it, you're now starting to do more. Chandler yeah. is another card where I'm like, how is this thing not seeing play? Because you also cheat evolution too at Duskstone. It's a one, it's like you have the turn for setup, and then afterwards, if you just get Duskstone, like Lampin Duskstone, you're fine. Yeah. I'm more of a fan of running the Charizards though than you running Welders. Yes. So. Yeah, Charizard's the other. Like, there's two kind of variants of Chandler that I've seen, surprisingly enough, because the card's not really played. There's the team up Charizard one, which I'm a huge advocate for that card. I think it's amazing. I don't know why people aren't playing it because they just hits everything so insanely hard well the problem it's just because it evolves uh, that's that's the problem right now in today's yeah, evolution decks right now are in a very precarious position like a lot of them like i've seen a lot of them running drizzle i've seen a lot of them running Inteleon because that ability is just insane mm. just 
you just Intellion Evolution Incense Rare Candy Immediate Stage Two. Yeah. Amazing. But or you got a lot of you know, or the Oloan Executor where you could just get everyone involved after one turn. Boom! <laughs> like, damn it! Hey, I'm looking. I'm looking to play Rillaboom VMAX next set, so I'm looking. I'm looking into that card right now. Because <laughs> yeah, another like, Rillaboom VMAX just looks honestly insane. But let's save that topic. And I want to talk about Rumble Class so bad. I love this set so much. But <laughs> we will right now. All right. All right, well, before we get into that, I think it was time to hear some Pokedad Scott, and let's get that music going. You don't really grind my gears. All right, Pokedad Scott. I'm so in, what, baby, I'm in. All right, so what grinds your gears, homie? <clears throat> so one of the main things that I've been thinking about uh, since I've been going back to Let's Go Eevee, because I've had way too much time on my hands in the evening hours. I love it. <laughs> Outside of Pokemon Uranium, which someone called us out on for throwing it out there, right, about how one of the starters wasn't a, following the basic Chinese Zodiac. Yeah, they had the guidelines of what Nintendo does. Yeah. Whatever. Um, it's, what I always thought was frustrating was why the starter three Pokemon were always uh, grass, fire, water. Right? Okay. Same shit every time. Psychic gets so much... Like, there's no love there. Where's the love for the fucking psychic Pokemon? I mean, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, psychic turn in uh, Delphox? Oh, it's, no one knows about that. No one knows about that. I'm talking about the love, okay? The love. There's no fucking love for the psychic. There's no love for the electric, okay? Where's all the love? I mean, fairy, rest in peace, you know? That wasn't oh. too bad. Oh, that was garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a very short rant this week, but the reality is like there's not been enough love for any of the other types. It's just been the basic three. Obviously, there's a few that deviate here and there, but it's just been frustrating. I've been playing over and over again. Why haven't I had a chance to, to pick my own starters or my own top three Pokemon? What I got to go with what the man says I need to have all the time is bullshit, okay? It's fucking bullshit. You know what? I actually agree with you there, I'm, uh, but I'm not saying that. Like I'm saying just we say get a huge creature, brother. Like I'm saying, we get dark psychic fighting as the Trinity. Imagine how cool that is. You just start off with a dark type. Like, that'd be awesome. Thank you. Yeah. No, no. You're in true to me, right? I feel I feel it. Well, I think as long as the starter three all triangle with each other, that one defeats the other one, I think then that would be cool. And then maybe that's how it sets up the game for the future. When you're playing it, like if you chose fire, then the game is this way. If you chose one that's like fighting psychic and darkness, the game is totally different with their Pokemon or how the game goes from beginning to end. That's cool, actually. I like that idea. Way too good of an idea. <laughs> It'll never happen. It's not that generous. Trust me. I've been playing Pokemon video games for ten years now. Game Freak's not that generous. I'm hey, hey, hey we're, uh, we're twenty plus no. years, bro. Relax. Right. We started with red and blue, right? Since '96. <laughs> but yeah, but I feel like. <laughs> but I feel like that's a a good way where you could play the game multiple times. Like I've thought about this. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, that'd be that'd be great. Yeah, you're like, okay, I played it this way. Now I'm gonna change it up and I'm gonna play it that way. <laughs> so. I love dark types, but I'm a fi- I'm biased towards fighting types. So hey, just give me a fighting starter, I'd be happy. You, you oh, take your fighting, I'll take my psychic. We'll see what happens. <laughs> then, and then I'll throw I'll throw electric in there. Let's have fun. <laughs> chaos, mass chaos. <laughs> electric water ground. Electric water ground. Boom. Good work. Perfect. That's <laughs> a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, no, that's really good. So Pokedads, we'll be on this. Uh, <laughs> hey, if Gamefreak does that, we got to cite him. We got to cite him that we were the first ones to say this. Good idea. Yeah. Hey, at least right. this is recorded. Sure. It'll be on the space by next Friday. It's going to be good. I'm sure no one ever in the history of Pokemon has ever had this idea, ever. <laughs> not one person. It's definitely not recorded. unique. All us. <laughs> that's my rant. Thanks. <laughs> Cue the applause. So yeah, more more starter Pokemon. I got it, Scott. That was good. Boom. Give it to me. Thank you. I dig it. I dig it. I'm down for the idea. Alright. So guys, today is actually I don't know what day it is. It's April what? Oh yeah, fifth. Yeah, I'm my computer right next to me. <laughs> I know, and I do too, and I'm literally looking at the date. I'm like, wait, can I read that? April fifth. <laughs> We're less than 
28 days away from Rebel Clash, the next set to take our money. What do you guys think? <laughs> I think well, no one has money to spend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Giant that, gear part two. <laughs> that's a problem. That's going to be my next rant. Make these cards free. <laughs> I've already talked about the price. It's fucking nuts. Oh, yeah. I got two kids and a wife. Buy singles, buy singles. That's the best way to insure stuff. Don't buy booster packs. Buy singles. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's oh, what I have... do, honestly. Like, oh, that's what we the... do, too. But that the love of opening the pack, that's why we do it. The smell of the yeah, cards. I know. And then pulling the, the card you want. Like, I, love I, love, I love pulling booster boxes. I have, like, a booster box for, like, the first half of X and Y. Because somebody's got to be pulling the cards to sell the singles, obviously. It's true. Yeah. It's just the way everything works. Yeah, you have to have somebody pull it in order to sell it. So one of the I think with the like the new expansion coming out, what I'm kind of interested to see, especially with um everything kind of being canceled, is how is everybody going to really see, are the pros going to keep their kind of meta like hidden away during this time and then coming out with these new strategies after, which so, I'm really interested. But I've actually given a lot of thought to that because this is especially something that I've been doing, like thinking about decks to talk about. So essentially what I'm thinking about was like kind of what we saw similar to Worlds last year where the, metas, where the meta was now like just kept a secret. Everybody had their own ideas. And with Worlds, we saw just like, obviously there were strong decks, there were Mew decks, there were Reshi. But like when you go lower down, like below top 64, you get into some decks that you're like, what? I saw like Slowpoke Psyduck popped up, Rampardos popped up. I saw Chandelure. I'm like, what? So I'm thinking... Obviously, I, there's going to be strong decks to come out. Like, Bolton and Dragapult have already been proven to be, like, insane. Those are the two best decks coming out of the next thing. But Well, mostly because, you know, Japanese. People are able to watch the Japanese ahead of us. But yes. now that we don't have that, that's going to be harder to figure what things are. Especially after Rebel Clash, you know, we get the next set in August. Where it doesn't even matter because we're still not playing. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the one thing that was also, like, kind of iffy about because I'm, like, a lot of stuff could change within that time, too, because Rebel Clash obviously is going to have its own meta. But when whatever the Eternatus, like, dark type set comes out is, it's like, what are we going to do? The only card we've seen do well from that set is Charizard because that got, like, dropped right before all this happened. So we have, like, three lists for that at most, and now we're just like, well, now what? Yeah, well, that's what, that's what I'm also kind of worried, and I was talking to you about earlier, when August comes, that's when the format changes. And I'm I'm believer. I thought they'll just keep tag teaming on. Like I I don't think they're gonna. Uh, I highly doubt they're gonna get rid of team up. I honestly like because the way it looks is that they usually get rid of sets from like a block, quote unquote, and that was kind of like the Prism Star block. Because I know, yeah, we have Prism Stars and Ultra Prism or in a not Ultra Prism uh, team up. But I'm thinking we're definitely gonna see Ultra Prism's definitely gonna go out. Forbidden Light, rest in peace, Malamar. That thing was a trooper. <laughs> Malamar is probably going to be gone from Forbidden Light. Celestial Storm is going to rotate. Uh, trying to think about, we lose Rayquaza in that, which is kind of a big loss for Electric decks, but they they'll manage. I don't lost uh, uh, no, you lose Volkner too. Like that, that's going to be huge. That's true. We so, do lose Volkner. Yeah. And Electro Power too. Oh, yeah. Electro Power lost Thunder too. Yeah. That's. I already, I already have a sign on my wall saying goodbye, Picaron, because that's what I enjoy playing. <laughs> and and I, uh, it's over now. I can't play in tournaments or something. Do it's dead. Yeah. Zero, well, okay. Picaron, oh no, Thunder Mountain's gone too. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> it's so I don't think Picaron is completely out of the question because we still have Coco, and now we have Bolton too, actually. Because Bolton well, might actually be the one thing keeping that deck alive. Because Bolton's insane. Yeah, but Tapu Koko, the Prism Star will be gone. So you gotta. I think you gotta no, I that, was, uh, that might be team up actually. So Pikaram rotates. Tapu Koko Prism has to rotate with it too. And if it, Pikaram doesn't rotate, Koko stays because they're from the same set. I don't. I don't think it's team up, man. I think that's um, the set before. Yeah, like, yeah. there was. No I don't pr- think. It there was no Prism there were- Stars in team up. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. I swear there was. Wondrous, Wondrous Labyrinth and Black Market were in team up. That's the one thing I do remember. Okay. Because I was well, like... Because I saw, I saw Black Market, I'm like, well, there's no reason not to play a dark deck now, because now everybody's taking one less prize. Yeah. So, <laughs> looking Watch, that up, I have a question what... for you. What's up? Question. So, this coronavirus, the shutdown, the economy stuff, is going to really throw everything out of whack. Oh yeah, totally. What do you think about the value of current, the current value of cards as they were, let's say, four weeks ago? Because 
People aren't going to have expendable money. People aren't going to be able to buy new packs. People aren't going to be able to sell probably. So is it going to plummet or is it actually going to increase for certain cards? I feel like for certain cards, obviously like Picaram, Jirachi too, probably. Unfortunately, I feel like they might go up in price, but a lot of like excess cards that people are going in bulk probably are going to like plummet in price. Brutal times. Well, I did a claim sale that started today and I've already sold a big chunk of it. Um, it was over like three, I, yeah. everything combined was over like 300 some dollars and I'm right at 160. So, and I'm, I'm doing it at a deal price too. I know Zashin has dropped ever since the tin was announced, but like he's oh still going, God. but he's still going for 15. I put him at 13. Those sold really quick. Like, um, oh God. especially Zashin up for sale. People are bound to Done. They're gonna yeah, they're gonna go because that deck is gonna be around for a while. So watch out, Scott. We're gonna have mirror decks because that's what I'm gonna do after <laughs> peek around. <laughs> okay, so I just looked it up. Tapu Koko Prism Star was number fifty-one in team up. It was it was in fact a part of team up. Thunder Mountain was Thunder Mountain was lost thunder. So that you are losing. Yeah. That's that's still rough. That's still rough. No, oh, yeah, stuff in. Well, that's what with so uh, Jake, um, let the people listening, like, what makes the bolt, bolted deck good in a Picaron or even by itself? So pretty much Bolton. Okay, so I have to actually go a ways back for this because the way Bolton is, like, it's extremely reminiscent of XY Base Xerneas, where Xerneas had an attack that was one energy called Geomancy. And it lets you, let you search your deck for two fairy energies, rest in peace, and then just attach it to your board and you're like, Bolton has that same exact attack, but for electric energies. So it's a single attachment. You use it turn two, boom, two electric energies already hit the board. So you could use that plus Coco Prism Star plus attachment for turn, boom, peek around by turn two. I love peek around by turn two. <laughs> and actually, before, yeah, before we actually deep more into the next set, that's a question I want to bring up. How often does Pokemon take an ability or an attack and bring it forward into a later set? Like, Jirachi, when's the last time they had an ability where you're allowed to look at the top five of your cards and take an item card? When was a Pokemon before that? Here's the thing is that sounds familiar. It had to have been on a card. Like the thing I remember is Octillery, which is just draw cards until you have five in your hand, which obviously we've seen recycled many times, but I feel like Jirachi might actually be the first one to have that. Really? Obviously, I think it might be. I have to dig a bit, obviously, which that would require some time for me, but. Yeah, no, that, that's fine. I'm just curious because a lot of oh, people yeah, be yeah. like, oh, it's like a watered down version of this card or it's, it's a, 80 times better version of than this card that was in this set. Cause I like, everyone loves black and white. That's what I get at. Like, I guess it's oh TCG world. Perfect. Black and white was like the ideal format. Cause he still had good stage twos. He had fast tech. Like black and white had something for everybody. Like I think towards the end of black and white, I think I was running Weavile exec- execute, like propagated execute because my first booster box was plasma freeze. And I pulled two Weaviles and I obviously had a place that I execute cause those things were common. So I was like, hey, let's do this. And it was, oh my God, that deck was so much fun. Because it was just, hey, I'm going to just bring all these executes back and just discard them with Weavile, 120 on a single price Pokemon for one energy. We're good. We're good. Yeah, that now, yeah, that nowadays, and it's like, oh, you got to set up your evolution incense, and then Zashin's going to set up faster than you. Black and white. Black and white have, like, give you, like, a one, two-turn cooldown, like, leeway to just set up your deck and stuff. And that honestly gave birth to just some absolutely amazing strategies like plasma lugia was extremely fun kelty stoys god bless that deck it was probably one of the most fun decks i've ever had the pleasure of playing me uh dark ray decks too were extremely fun definitely like dark ray a lot Rayquaza ex with uh its attack kind of similar to what uh reshiram does okay. kind of just discard like yeah but black and white was just like the gold standard of how a pokemon format should be xy great at the beginning later on not so much <laughs> well that's what uh me and pokemon scott would talk about you know we got back into pokemon during team up i mean well unbroken but on so the tag team cards and i've never yeah. seen it that and it's like now we're gonna lose these cards well after a year because they're still gonna be in format for one more year yeah here's the thing is that no offense i'm honestly very glad to see team like tag teams rotate because I feel like they were a great concept, but they were just so polarizing. Like, it's just insanely hard to, like, they've kind of shaped the meta in a way where it's, like, you have to immediately set up or else now it's just boom. Like, you just lose. There's no yeah. way to set up, like, X and Y and Black and White had. Early yeah. Sun Moon gave you a lot more of that because you had, like, early, well, 
And we also had Garboder in that format too, but that kind of faded out slowly. But we had cards like Decidueye, Lapras, Volcanion, Gardevoir GX. Like we had cards like that where, yeah, you need like a turn or two. It was still a little bit faster. And then obviously I think the best format right now from Sun and Moon was Sun and Moon to Lost Thunder because Lost Thunder and Sun and Moon just, it was a ton of good decks then. Like there wasn't one dominant deck. Like, I mean, there was Zoroark obviously, but Zoroark was played in 50 different ways that every Zoroark deck had to tackle differently, which was pretty cool. Also Malamar. And then when he introduced Malamar was actually Malamar was the second best deck in that format, but even then, like I'm looking at it on Limitless right now, like it was like second by a pretty close margin to I think if I'm correct, uh, Blacephalon GX. Yes, it was extremely close to Blacephalon and GX in usage, where both the decks were kind of like pretty even in how they performed. And then you obviously Granbull, Buzzwall, Walls was a pretty popular strategy back then. This was all great, and then we got tag teams. And then the tag team kept getting better. And then really we got our <laughs> And now we're here. <laughs> where, hold on, let me just pull up the stats real quick. Because I was looking at it earlier, and I'm like, I'm looking at the results that ADP Zashian had before all this happened. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, my God. So, if we're looking, Limitless also gives you, like, if you look at the decks, too, it also gives you, like, the breakdown of how much, like, each deck is won. Zashian decks in total, I've taken 47% of all top eights recently. And I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. And we, that's we, the second we, highest yeah. number I've actually seen compared to Buzzwell GX back in its heyday, where that thing was like 50%. And I'm like, whoa. I think like, we talked about that last time too, right? Buzzwell yeah. GX was... Oh. Yeah. Well, no, just how Zashin is just all over the, all the place, man. He, yeah. he It's just because he's so quick. It's so easy. Yeah, because it's literally just Intrepid Sword turn one. All of a sudden, your board's just set up for you and you're... Because I actually had somebody approach me the other day is like, hey, how can I counter ADP Zashian? And I had to think a good long while because I'm like, what flaw does this deck have? You're setting up extremely quick. Your three prize like, deficit is mitigated by altered creation because you're just taking the extra prize. Plus, you get the 30 damage. Zashian is just really quick of an attacker to set up. You have Metal Saucer to just like switch in and out of. Yep. It's just so, it's such a polarized deck. What I, what I come is Smashing Hammer. Like play one or two if you pull it off early. Oh yeah. If they're Crushing playing, why people are moving away from that? It's so good. Yeah, but like if they're using that like Aurora energy or some kind of special energy, they're only running like a couple of those in your deck. If you can remove it from the field early on, that's a way of slowing it down. And here's the thing too is that I think I don't know if Enhanced Hammer is still on standard. I think it might be, but even then we still have Crushing Hammer because now that we're seeing like. In Rebel Clash, we're seeing the Electric Special Energy and the Psychic Special Energy, which are two insanely powerful cards. Like, the Electric one just straight up lets you draw two when you attach it, which is kind of ridiculous. No, that's fine. Give it to me. Just give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) And then, obviously, Psychic's just extra damage counters, because that's the last thing a Psychic deck needed was another way to spread damage. But I feel like we're going to start seeing maybe, like, actually, a card I was thinking about recently, Zama Zenta V. Might actually be a really good tech in some of these metal decks. We talked about that. Right. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, it's, it might actually be like one of the answers that people have been looking for. Because we we were joking because uh, he's not he's you know he's pretty cheap, and I all I do is pull his fucking full art like all the time, <laughs> and, and, I, and we were joking. Now that now that he's immune to VMAX and Dragon Ball VMAX is everywhere, there might be a legit reason to play him now because Dragon Ball VMAX was the dumb like. It yeah. was the number one deck in Japan before all this happened. That, I agree. He's going to be like Jirachi. If you want to know you're going against decks with VMAX cards, you're going to be like, fuck, I need Zamazenta. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not, that was the thing. When I was like, when I first saw the cards over Thanksgiving break, I'm like, Zamazenta intrinsically has that value. It's automatically a good card because if VMAX has ever come out of control, it's the check we have. It's the safeguard Pokemon. It's like how Hoopa was to GXs, how Suicune was to EXs. It's going to be that check for us. Yeah. And obviously, obviously, Zashin turned out to be the better of the two. Not surprisingly, I said that card was going to be insane from day one. Oh, but I everyone said, did. We should, we, I specifically said we shouldn't be sleeping on Zamazenta because this thing might actually have value later down the road. Yeah, honestly, it will. When I, saw, when I saw Lapras and Snorlax, I'm like, okay, like, these are good cards, but I don't think they're anything big. Like, I thought Snorlax was kind of, eh. I mean, it's better than I thought it would be. And then Lapras is significantly worse than I thought it would be because nobody likes evolution decks, but... <laughs> well, Snorlax works better in Expanded. So. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I'm holding on to my Snorlax just in case I want to play Expanded because I pulled the Snorlax VMAX out of, like, the first pack I've opened in months. So I'm like, 
Yeah, this thing's a good card, isn't it? I saw the price for it. I saw like 15, 16 bucks. I'm like, yeah, I'll hold on to this. I know. I just pulled the Hyper Rare two days ago. I was super excited. Uh, I was yeah. like, oh my God. Ah! <laughs> <It came to Dance. laughs> Let me just say, those Bashkin and Zama's Entitins, I have a feeling are going to sell pretty well when all this is over. Because obviously, I'm looking at the Rebel Clash VMAX lineup too. It's not just Dragapult we have to worry about. Toxtricity seeing a lot of play. Cinderace and Rillaboom have seen a lot of play. Inteleon's pretty good. And then I've seen people tech Copper Ajin up, ADP Zashin, actually. Yeah. Um, Jake, can you just do me a favor on each deck you're talking about? Like, what makes this each deck important? Oh, right, right, you right. should keep an eye out for so, it. TLDR, Toxtricity, VMAX, uh, pretty much, I believe it's 80. And then another, it's like, I think it's 80. And then it's like either 160, but it amounts to 240 if they're poisoned. So you're going to have the new Garb Odor, which if there's a stadium in play, poisons automatically. So you put an Electro Power on that, 270 hitting. Boom, done. And then obviously you have the uh, Tapu Koko and you have every form of acceleration. So pretty much Toxtricity is seeing a bit of play in Japan, but not well. It's actually seeing a decent amount, but not obviously not as much as Dragapult, which Dragapult for two, like, two psychic energies, you've got 130 and then you spread five, I think on some... Let me just look at the translation real quick, because I don't know if it's five on a one or five any way you would like. That's fine. All I know is you're spreading, all I know is you're spreading five and people are not liking that right now, especially with spell tag and wheezing. It's like what, like what's going on? Okay, five damage anyway. Five damage anyway you like. So obviously the better are the two options because it's the best deck in Japan. Dragapult is like fifty different variants I've seen. Like I've seen Weezing, I've seen Greens, I've seen Malamar, I've seen Ultra Chrome, I've seen Gengar. I've seen like so many lists for that thing just pop up. But I mean, personally, if you're gonna ask me my opinion on the best, I do kind of like the Roxy's Weezing strategy because. Here's the thing about Dragon Ball VMAX is you're not trying to punish me with that thing. You ain't taking damage because you're a V instead of a GX. So you're just spreading all this damage with spell tag. You have wheezing. You're just trying to punish me. And then obviously you have the attack. It just overwhelms the opponent. And it's really annoying to deal with. Not to mention the new special energy too, which acts as like us, which is pretty much you slap it down on a Pokemon. You attach it. You deal two damage anywhere you like. And, and you, <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, and you'd be like, oh, it's only two, two damage, but it, it all adds up really quick, for sure. Oh, my God. Especially with that attack, too, because you're just laying on the five every turn. Not to mention you have 320 HP, so what's taking you out? What's preventing you from playing Mixturbs? What's preventing you from playing Great Potion? It's ridiculous. <laughs> There's a reason I honestly... It's the reason I think that this might honestly be, like, one of the best decks going into it. Better than Zashian, we'll see, but <laughs> it's really good. And that's the, uh, the that, hold on, that's the Pokemon that's a, a dragon. He has two baby dragons in his head. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. That's the pre-evolution actually. So it shoots the pre-evolution out of its head. So when I first saw that Pokemon, I'm like, that's extremely cool. That's I love that. Scott, do you like that one? Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite ones in the uh, TCG. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, also, <laughs> it's baby card too. It's non. It's non V card. Also insanely good. It has the same ability as Whimsicott, and then it also has the same kind of spread attack as the V does. Obviously not as much. You're obviously not spreading as much, but it's, yeah, considering that you have to flip in order to hit it, good luck. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love that. All right, now let's hear the Rillaboom. I'm sure Aaron will like this. So. Yeah. So Rillaboom VMAX, honestly, all right, I'm going to pull up the translation for it again, but I'm not sure, but I know it definitely works a lot. Like Rillaboom and Alolan Executor is the natural fit for this thing. I so, want to say I am insulted by Scott's booing of the grass Pokemon. Oh, no one oh. likes you. <laughs> I like me. No, that's not true. Dude, Rillaboom VMAX is sick, actually. I really like this thing. <laughs> See, he, okay. he deflected, though. He just went back to Rillaboom and didn't, like, wasn't like, I like you, too. I always pick the water starter, so I'm partial to Inteleon. But Rillaboom, for me, is like also really cool. So, okay, Rillaboom VMAX, my translation for it, it's for three grass and a colorless you have an attack called Grand Drum Roll, where you can discard, where you do 130 damage base, but then you can discard up to three grass energies and do 50 damage in, like, 50 damage for each one you discard, which, you add that up, that's 280 damage. This is square KO on ADP. So, a lot of people, what they've been doing with this strategy is they've been kind of playing it with, obviously, Baby Rillaboom, Voltage Beat, insane ability, one of my favorites in the game. So, what you do is that you have a Lolan Executor, Evolve Up Turn 1, you get the Rillaboom V max, or you get the Rillaboom V on the bench. Because remember, this thing's only a stage one. You don't have to go double stage twos. And obviously, you have netball and stuff. So you attach turn one. Next turn, you're going to have the Rillaboom, Rillaboom set up. There's a new stadium called Turfield Stadium, which allows you to search your deck for. <laughs> 
Anyway, let's continue. It allows you to search your deck for an evolution grass Pokemon. You get the Rillaboom VMAX attached for turn. Use Voltage Beat on the Rillaboom. Turn two, that's a 280 damage attack. That's the deck I'm planning on playing next set. Yeah, that's, that, no, that's so, good. I definitely want to see Aaron probably try to rock that. I don't even know what I want to do. It, it's tough because we're getting all this hype of like, oh, this is what the next set is where we can't even play it. So it's just really hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I'm excited. Yeah, that's definitely been another thing, too, because I'm like, I'm looking at a lot of these cards and I'm like, well, we don't know what the meta is going to be. So they actually yeah. going to be good. Like Dragapult and Bolton, I could say 100%. Yeah, they're going to be good. They're just insane cards. Yeah. But right. like, this thing, go yeah, ahead, Wood. Is it better? I mean, at least for like all people listening, would it be better just to kind of sit and wait and not buy anything right now and then come back, you know, if they're planning on doing anything kind of competitive? I guess, I guess, I don't know if they're going to be competitive anyways. That's a very good question. Um, I feel like it would be worth waiting. Well, I, I do too. Because prices of cards usually are justified about how hot they are. Like, what is the demand for them? Oh, yeah. But then also, if someone thinks a card is good, you might be overpaying for a card for three months before the next set comes out. And you're like, oh, shit, I didn't really need this card. And I It's all about, dropped. like, knowing where... So I kind of think of, like, Pokemon and, like, card buying as, like, an economics kind of thing. Like, you got to be willing to, like, invest in a Pokemon and then, like, kind of right. try to work with it and see what you can do with it. So I feel like waiting isn't a bad strategy. I mean, obviously, they're, like, Boss's Orders, Eldegoss, V, Dragapult, VMAG. Like, those are cards that are, like, no matter what format we're in, those are just good. Like, that's a – Boss's Orders is just Lysander. That's just free gusting. Eldegoss is pretty much Versus Seeker, just letting you get a support out of your discard pile, which Versus Seeker kind of messed up a lot of XY format, <laughs> my personal opinion. Jeez. Dragapult VMAX, I just went over why that thing's insane. Scoop Up Net's actually another really big one, too, because I know people are like, okay, that's not okay, but pretty much you just scoop up any, like, I think non-V or GX Pokemon, like, automatic guaranteed gusting. I can search up the actual translation a little bit. Oh, no, it's, it, no we got you, man. We're, it, that's cool. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, in this case, it's really it's more of a collector's market than it really is a, uh, a player's, player's market. market, but at least yeah. for the next six months. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're you're right, man. Yeah. Oh, totally. So what I'll probably do is I'll just buy cards just so to open. But outside of that, I got I'm not like whatever. like if you enjoy pack opening, like yeah, they'll be good. And then obviously sleeve your ultra rares, like hold on to them, and then see like where everything is in a couple months, and then assess like okay, like right. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a very interesting thing that a lot of people are gonna have to like look at. So. It's a, it's interesting, and I I hope Pokemon can bounce back, and we don't lose a lot of players because the community is small mm-hmm. as it is. But they they're doing yeah. their best. One thing I really like is the new item set where you get those fifty item cards with the two Dedenes. Oh, I read about that, and I'm like, well, this is like perfect, and it comes with two Dedenes too, and that card's not like that card right now is not cheap. That's about the same no. price as a Jirachi. So yeah, you get two Dedenes plus all the item cards, and not to mention these are like really good item cards too like i saw some of the stuff like you have pokey gear in there you have acrobike yep um mysterious like you get some good cards and they're all different arts too for reset stamp and all the other ones yeah so it's like boner alert (laughs) (laughs) i'm not a huge fan of the alternate arts personally because i really like the way like a lot of those trainers are already depicted like mysterious treasure is one of my favorite artworks because it's like the I like the League one. The League one was still pretty cool. I don't know. I'm a sucker for Hollow. Back when we played yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh, um, all our cards were rare or better, so everything was shiny. So that's one thing I love. Oh, shiny or Right, Scott? Shiny. <laughs> I mean, hey, speaking of shinies, we're getting, uh, I think the next shiny card, like what Frostmoth was, was uh, Galarian Berserker, actually, which... Another great card that's in standard right now and lets your metal types do an extra 20 damage. So I think we're also getting the good Meowth, too, in the next set, where the thing is discard two cards from your hand and then just straight up get Berserker from your deck. Yeah. So in metal, that's going to be your energies. That's what you're going to saucer on Azashian, and it makes the deck better. Yay. Yeah, well, it's going to need it. <laughs> Scott, you're good. Your deck's going to be good for, like, two years. You're going to be just fine. Oh, no, if you invest <sighs> in Azashian, you're good for, like, Dude, that would awesome. suck if we just got it all situated and it's like, oh, well, fuck you. Your deck sucks now. <laughs> because of Corona. Fuck the life of a Zapdos player. Yeah. Oh, my God. Zapdos was tragic. Like, that deck was good right until Unbroken Bonds came out. 
and then rotated every form of search it had it was gone and then Zapdos was just completely shot out of standard by like everything. Which which it Zapdos? Was so Team up Zapdos. Pretty oh, much the, the it was bench. Six- when he's off to the bench and he's out there, nope. and he does eighty damage right off the bat. The best in the format. Now it's just like, hey, remember like, that Team up meta? That was I still time. play it. I still play it in my peek around deck. Here's the thing is that it's still a good card, but it's like it didn't have the deck archetype it has anymore. Like Zapdos used to be like a legitimate deck. Now it's just like a one of in peek around. Yeah, that's fine. Just give me one. <laughs> I want um I want to take a quick break from this and I want to shout out our giveaway winner. Uh, last week we had a giveaway of all the V card starters tins, so you get the Rillaboom, Inteleon, and Cinderace V cards from the tins. And the winner is Projecty Two. Congratulations! Um, make sure you hit us up on Pokemon TCG at Gmail. Or hit us in the DMs on Instagram because I believe this person follow well, has to follow us. It's an Instagram thing. <laughs> so <laughs> co- congratulations! Yeah, so congratulations, Projecty Two. Those starter tins though are definitely going to come in handy with how good the uh, starter V Maxes are. So I actually personally bought the Rillaboom one because I knew I wanted to play the deck. So I'm like, hey, this has value down the road. Man. So definitely a good thing to get. Yeah, one for Aaron. What what I like about it though is, you know, you get it and you're thinking, maybe I'll pull something good out of this tin. And out of all three tins, I pulled nothing. I was like, yep, this is cool. This is Pokemon for me right here. I got Snorlax and more Pico V out of mine, actually. Yeah, yeah, take that. So that's all I got. (laughs) I thought more Pico V was going to be a lot better than it was, and it's completely irrelevant now. (laughs) Because now that we have Boss's Orders, Pokedol decks, hmm. I hate. I just hate any stall decks, man. Just they can leave no. format for me. Like I play, I play Magic: The Gathering too alongside of this, and I'm like notorious for exclusively playing red decks because I want the game to be over like this. Like it's the exact opposite how I play Pokemon. I played Seismito and I had like three hour games, and then I play Magic, and I'm like, all right, twenty minutes, let's go. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, all right. So this is gonna lead into card of the week, guys, and um, what we're gonna talk about is Absol from Team Up. Where it has a stupid ability, which I hate, but also love. Amazing ability. Yeah. It's the anti ability. Like, you just slap this thing down. Boom, what's Jirachi going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> so, his ability is Dark Ambition. If your opponent's active Pokemon is a basic Pokemon, it retreat cost is one star more. It's like a fuck you to Jirachi. Like no, it's, yeah. That's just for Jirachi. So, I actually legitimately <laughs> want to bring up something, too, is that there's a stadium in the new set called Galar Mines, which increases the retreat cost of all basic Pokemon on the field by two. Two extra <laughs> energy. So I'm like, now you're sitting here with Absol and Jirachi, or you're sitting here with Absol and now this stadium, and Jirachi's just like, well, can't escape. Ah, that would more. make this ridiculous. I mean, if you're looking at a retreat cost, something that's like six retreat now from three tangrowth tangrowth is going to abuse that to no extreme hundred damage on the attack with the shadow seeker from the maps all if you actually had it on um if it's in the dark yeah yeah there's also mylodic v coming out which has an attack extremely similar to tangrowth's where it just hits you for retreat costs and people are loving that because it's a water type you want to be able to hit the fire types for weakness. And, you know, yeah. Obviously, the turn one supporter rule, which, like, you can't play supporters <laughs> on the first turn of the game. Obviously, they did nerf them because Welder is Welder. <laughs> I love that Welder's was- still doing it. That's Here's fine. It's the, the thing. As I know, I blame tag teams a lot for what happens in standard. Tag teams just are mince meat compared to what the hell Welder just did. <laughs> I saw Welder, and I'm like, let me get this straight. Blacksmith, the card that Welder was kind of like, kind of inspired by quote-unquote blacksmith lets you have two fire energies from the discard pile and attach it well there's from the hand and not only do you attach you get an extra three cards on top of that i'm like <laughs> what were these guys thinking blacksmith yeah. during the XML format was phenomenal it was such it, a powerful card and then they just made it and i'm like <laughs> we're, ta- we're talking about card of the week right now but we, we'll get away from the <laughs> sorry, sorry. sorry 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 so my question <laughs> he's been excited this whole episode <laughs> oh my god the listeners can see his face the whole time my question is for the dads and also for you jake why out of nowhere has this card start popping up more in decks like why why are you thinking it's like oh now now i should play this you well, start seeing it more 
and then yeah. Jay is the correct answer. Okay. So, <laughs> no, that's legitimately the answer. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean the, the one case I think you already brought up was like the Jirachi, you know, try to counter on that. Um, I don't, honestly, I don't know enough about it. There's reasons why this would show up otherwise, other than to counter that, or um, just try to counter any of those decks that you do those swap outs on. Well, yeah, well, it came, okay, the reason actually. why it's, yeah, it's popular right now in the Zashin deck. Like, if you look at any deck list, there's one in everyone's deck. Like, you're like, okay, that's cool. Why did it wasn't played there? Because it's, people play Jirachi like a motherfucker. So you, you'd be like, okay, so I'm going to grab this. I'm going to have something to go against. It's not like it's affecting my Pokemon. It's affecting his Pokemon. So It takes up one bench space. And yeah, then you, get one bench space, you get one bench space to effectively counter a card that's pretty much played in every single deck. Like, yep. It's just good. Because like I said, Jirachi is pretty much the reason why Absol is played. Because a skateboard isn't like Floatstone where it just negates the retreat entirely. Like you just get two, like you just get whatever amount down. Absol makes sure they can't use the skateboard, if I'm correct. I'm pretty sure I am because that's the reason why I see it a lot. <laughs> but essentially what Absol does is it makes it so Jirachi has a way harder time to get out of the active and it forces the opponent to burn, like burn resources. So a lot of, th- I think a lot of the reason why Zashi decks are running this, because I don't know how many lists are running counter cat or not or custom catcher, kind of great catcher too, and to potentially trap something in the active so it can't get out. It can't easily just as like go into the Jirachi loop as another deck would. So essentially. Oh, we're going to lose I'm- custom catchers too. <sighs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> phenomenal card. It's, it's no, not going to be so phenomenal when boss's orders come out, but yeah, I'm, I'm a, you got to hold the memorial service for that card. That was a, that was a true card. <laughs> I, I just hate, I hate chance cards. I don't want to play Pokemon catcher and she'll be like, all right, I got to flip a coin or I'm going to lose a game. I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's why boss's orders is good. It's just a straight up gust. It's like Guzmo is so overpowered. Well, it's also with um, Venusaur and Savi. Suavi? Savi? Savi. Yes, I've actually been seeing that as a tech quite a bit. Like, yeah. it's just Aaron, that ability to trust. I do have some. Yeah, it's in your deck because it's brilliant. So. Yeah. <laughs> Nine Tails, too, actually. I just was like, what's the other card people are running? Like, Green's deck, or uh, like Jirachi, like Fire Decks. So I'm like, oh, yeah, Nine Tails. Yeah. Nine Tails just this, you've got something up. Fire Crystal back in your hand, welder, boom. You're like, oh, that that happened so quickly, which I am bummed about the new V Nine Tails card. Like, I'm like, oh, it's beautiful, but it doesn't really do much for me. It's so. actually apparently from what from what I've actually seen so far, it's actually not that bad. People are running it as a one of in like uh, Restoration and Charizard like toolbox decks. <laughs> so <laughs> Nine Tails V is actually like it's pretty good. I can't say anything bad about it, other than the fact that I'd say it's a little bit underwhelming, but it's just a good utility card. I yeah. can't say anything bad because nine tails, nine tails. If I'm correct, it allows you to pretty much just mimic attacks, which that's not a bad thing in any deck. Like that's why that's the reason why Mew is like Mew to Mew is just such a good card. No, it's a dumb card. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I saw it at Worlds. So I'm like, you gotta get me. It just pretty much because I talked about Blaziken tonight on my uh, like on my profile because I'm like. Hey, you're doing 210 for three. And then immediately thought, yeah, I can't use to just abuse the hell out of this because you just like, oh, discard it well, they're boom, 210. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But yeah, so I guess though, why is it so popular in Zashin decks now? Why, why do you think that? Do they just see it space and they're like, oh, I'm just going to play this card and that, that's going to work for me? Here's the thing is that Zashin, I wouldn't say is as tight as other lists. Zashin is a very loose thing quote-unquote like you can play a lot of different texts in that i've seen a lot of different cards be played so having room for one absol just might be a good idea to people just to get the jirachi because jirachi is everywhere yeah no it's true i pay i play three so might also be for dedenne too if they decide to play gusting just so they can prevent it from getting out of the active because jirachi is a one price deficit if you lose it well two if after ultra creation which is extremely dumb but the Zene essentially sits on the bench as a three prize 160 HP Pokemon. So potentially you could just strand it in the active, wait for it, you know, like pretty much just set up, and then wait to see how your opponent responds to that. If they retreat it, okay, whatever. But if they don't, that's essentially just a free three prizes next turn because altered creation is insane. 
Well, that too, but you're also in a meta where a lot of people play three to four switches, and then you add Melalana yeah. to it, where like I don't feel like that's a big game changer. I'd be like, this fine, I'll take it out. Yeah, first, it, uh, it's a it's a matter of just burning resources. If you get you if you know that your opponent's gonna start burning switches because of Absol, that means that you're gonna have a lot easier time gusting in the late game. So a lot of people do it as like planning and trying to like meta game, like saying, hey, I'm forcing you to use this resource now how are you going to respond to it? Are you going to use the resource, burn it up and potentially miss out on a late game? Or are you going to let that Pokemon sit in the active and give me a free turn? Right. So it's pretty yeah. much just like a call and response thing to the opponent. All right. That makes sense. Well, you know, like I said earlier, this card is also going to be whatever's going to happen to it. Six months of team up probably will make meta as I'm more thinking about it. Cause that has tag team cards in it. Um, yeah. So Jake, we're going to, we're going to go into, codes for the people and then we're going to give our outro and then we're going to let you go but we uh right. deeply appreciate you right. spending time with us yes we do oh no uh, thank you for having me on this was an absolute blast <laughs> i love yeah, talking about the things yeah. so right. i have i got i got so many packs back here uh they're already open sorry guys not you guys but the audience i'm not going to read off cards That's that what i'm just feel so cheated god damn you I, i'm just going to give you I've given them codes, so at least they got codes. <laughs> they don't care. They want the pack <laughs> open. They want to hear the shit. Well, at least smell of the cards. Here, here's a uh, pack noise, but it's open, okay? It's thank cool. You. Thank <laughs> you. He's a liar, hey, by Actually, way. you got to shake the pack, see if you can hear the, uh, well, all, yeah, full texture. <laughs> oh, is that how that works? Is that how it works now? <laughs> I had a friend who's back in the day and i'm like okay this can't be possible i did it once i pulled an ex i'm like okay maybe this dude is on something yeah. <laughs> but, all right first waiting. code card they're all sword and shield people we got yolanda gabriel nathan <laughs> quail karen wood zebra victor rick quail cat i don't know Michael Boyk. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows who he is. <laughs> <laughs> we keep bringing it up. All right. Second set, we got X-Ray, six, Michael, four, Heather, four, Cat, nine, Derek, Wood, Leonardo, Wood, nine. And then the last Leonardo one. Wood. <laughs> well, let's have Jake do the last one. Jake, Jake can do it. All right. I'll, I'll show it. All right. He's going to hold it up to the camera. Right. Sexy. You got it, Jake? Can you, you see it? Do I just read out the code? Yeah. Yeah, Make read it out the funny, code. Though. Come on. All right. <laughs> I'll just real quick. I got to see. Right. I got to see this. All right. X, Z, Q. You're doing a w. bad job making this funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> Make names. names. Make right. names. Lander, Zebra, Qbert, Wilbert, Nine Gag. <laughs> Birds, <laughs> Tundra, have Game Cube, <laughs> GameCube, GC. I don't know. Uh, balloon Seven Zebra again. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> boner is also acceptable for B. Just so you know, that was perfect. Oh my goodness. Um. Again, we had Jake Fisher with us today. Um, you can find him on Team Skull on Instagram for your daily card of the day, deck of the day. This guy has so much information. He's easy to talk to. So make sure you go give him a follow and say the Polka Dad mm -hmm. sent you. Um, yeah. Jake, again, thank you, man. We, we oh, appreciate it. Thank you guys it. so much for having me. This yeah, was thank so you much fun doing it. You're the best, Jake. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. All right. All right. And, Everyone, thanks again for tuning in for another exciting episode of Pokey Dads. Make sure you hit us up on iTunes for that five-star, five-star. Give us pats on backs. You know, we do an okay job. That's what we're trying to do here. Follow us racks on, on Spotify. Racks on racks, yo. <laughs> hit the Spotify. Hit the follow. Follow us on Instagram because Pokey Dad Scott and Pokey Dad Rick are on it constantly, and we do a lot of funny things. And watch out for Sexy Dad Sunday. Tonight, though, you guys get this on Friday. Pokedad Rick ah. is embarrassing himself. So well, it's the best part of the week. It is the best part of the week. Pokedad Rick's bare ass. Bare oh, ass. No. no. With, oh, with, a, with a graveler right in the middle of his butt cheek. Oh. <laughs> As always, guys, I'm Pokedad Rick. Pokedad Scott. Pokedad Aaron. And I'm Team Skull TCG.
Boom. <laughs> you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you. We love you all. Have a good one. Wear, wear your mask. Stay Corona free. <laughs> the beer and the I mean, hey, you got to play TCGO. You got to play TCGO. Nobody's going to blame you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody. Kisses. I mean, just get, I'm gonna get there. Just turn your phones on. <laughs> all right, recording starting now. Okay, and I'm gonna count to three. At the end of three, we all clap. All right. One, two, three. That sucked.